powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. You can literally read through the whole Bible in one year uh, on the mobile app. Y'all ready for this word tonight? Guys, it's the last message in our series, Love and Blank. Uh, and tonight's going to be good. <laughs> if you missed last Wednesday, love and sex, you got to get that. And Sunday, love and rejection was just amazing. Tonight, it's going to be incredible. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power today. I decrease that you would increase. I pray that you take over this atmosphere. Have your way tonight. Everybody say, Lord, have your way. Have your way tonight in this building. Move by your spirit, Father. Speak to us with clarity. Answer questions. Give direction so that we would walk in what you've ordained. We declare that this will be our best year of every relationship type. Open your mouth and pray. Somebody say, yes, Lord. This will be our best year and our best decade for every relationship type. Be it romantic, be it friendship, be it business. We declare we don't have any time for bad connections this year. In Jesus' name, everybody open up your mouth and release a praise right there. Now, listen, normally you're used to me doing what I'm about to do next. You're used to me doing it before the word. But I want you, two things you can do. You can share our stream on YouTube or Facebook right now if you're in this building or online. But the second thing I need you to do is I need you to get to social media. And you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Instagram, all of that. And normally you would turn the camera toward me. But this time I'm going to actually have you turn the camera toward yourself. Because I need you to make this declaration. And this is declaration. Here's what it is. Is that, watch me, all your connections are solid that all your connections are solid so i just need you to turn the camera take a selfie and just say here's what you can do just post love and connection because that's tonight's message and invite folks to go to live.harvestchurch.church it's on the screen love and connection invite folks to go to live.harvestchurch.church it's on the screen love and connection take a selfie if you don't know how to take a selfie because you take weird angles do a ussy and for those of you who are like, Bishop, could you just please do the video? I'm going to give you that third option in a minute. Because some of y'all are like, I just need Bishop to do the video. 
I understand the angles. All right. Okay. Now, those of you who want me to do the video, would you stand? <laughs> I know my people. All right. So here's what you're going to do. You'll turn the camera toward me. We're going to count three, two, one. Even if you're on a digital campus, even if you're listening to this on the podcast or the replay, I want you to share it right now. I need you to share it. Somebody say, there's strength in my share. Come on, everybody say, there's strength in my share. All right? So if you're in the auditorium, you'll turn the camera toward me. I'm going to count three, two, one, and then boom, you'll be able to share that. Y'all ready? Okay? Three, two, one. One. I'm Bishop Vorma. We're streaming live. Go to live.harvestsearch.church right now. There's a word for you. Here's what it is. Love and connection. You don't have any time for bad connections in this year or this decade. Tonight, we're going to get those connections right. Go to live.harvestsearch.church. Wednesday, let's make some noise. I don't know. We're excited about them being here tonight. Now, I'm going to give y'all a couple of seconds to get that posted. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to get that posted. Listen, we were used to you doing that before the word. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I need you to get used to things, watch this, not flowing the way you're used to them flowing. Why? Because this is a year where all things are made new, which means, watch this, it's not going to be what you thought it was. It's not going to flow the way you thought it was going to flow. It's not going to happen the way you thought it was going to happen. And I need you to be okay when God changes the order for you. I need you to be okay when God changes the flow. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Somebody say, Lord, make me okay when things change. Because for some of y'all, there's some folks that's in your circle that will not become March, and I need you to be okay with that. There's some people that are not, watch me, that were in the back that are going to be brought to the front, and I need you to be okay with that. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. There's some family folks that watch this you used to be real close to, but after tonight's words, you're going to be like, you know what? We ain't headed in the same direction, so we ain't going to be able to roll like that. And I need you to be okay with that. Everybody open your mouth and say this. Say, Lord, make me okay if things have to change with my connections. So let's move. So we're in the last message of our series, Love and Blank, because love is never alone. It always involves something or someone else. And this message is called Love and Connection. Say love and connection. Not the love connection, love and connection. A connection is simply a relationship. And in our digital world, it's really interesting because of how easy it is to disconnect from people. Listen, there's often no real investment in connection because we like, we share, and then if we don't like anymore, we unfollow and block at the touch of a button. So the issue is, watch me, we never really invest in connection because we disconnect so easily. And I need you to hear me and hear me clearly. You have to be careful just randomly disconnecting from people because you had a bad day. Because you might end up disconnecting from the very person that God sent to your life to save your life. Somebody say love and connection. Now, now, the reality is this, is that because we don't really invest in connection, because we like and follow and we unfollow people, we quit fooling with people. And the sad thing about it is many people, watch me, don't even know why you don't talk to them no more. Okay, there's some of y'all, watch this, where folks just disappeared on you. You don't know why they disappeared. Uh, you don't know what happened. All of a sudden, it just ended. And the problem with that is that we, because, watch me, because we don't really value the connections we create, we don't really do the foundational work in those connections. So what ends up happening is our foundations are flawed. Watch me Wednesday, because we never built them. I'm going to say it again. Our foundations are flawed because we never built them. You meet somebody on Sunday, you connect real good on Monday and Tuesday, and 
by Wednesday, nah, I'm over it. And I need you to be careful because in this year and in this decade, there's going to be some connections that need to get canceled. There are going to be some connections that need to continue. And there are going to be some connections that you're going to simply need to learn how to cultivate better. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, give me the grace to cultivate my connections. Watch me, Psalm 11 and 3, it says this, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Which means when you're building relationship with people, and this isn't just romantic, this is any type of relationship. If that foundation is messed up, you're not going to be able to do anything. Let me help some of y'all. It wasn't that you didn't pray hard enough to fix your marriage. You couldn't fix the fact that you didn't have no foundation in your marriage. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, so I'm going to preach hard. The issue that some of you are having is not that you didn't pray hard enough, not that you didn't give enough, not that you didn't worship enough, and that's why that friendship failed. It failed because the foundation is destroyed. And what does the Bible say? If there's no foundation, watch me, what you going to do? Touch your neighbor and say, what you going to do? There's not enough prayer. There's not enough worship. There's not enough giving. There's not enough fasting that can fix something when the foundation is torn, which explains for many of you all why you keep experiencing the same drama in your relationship over and over and over and over again. It is simply because your foundation is flawed, and the Bible says you ain't going to be able to do nothing about that. Ooh, but I wish you would sit next to somebody that said, I'm going to do the foundational work this year and for this decade. Let's go. Uh-uh, I don't like the way some of y'all are looking at me, and I need you to get it together. Touch your neighbor and say, do the foundational work this year and this decade. See, if the foundations are destroyed, what that tells me is the foundations can also be rebuilt. If the foundations are destroyed, that tells me that they can also be fixed. And for some of you all, this is going to be a year. You're going to have to do some digging to get the foundation of your connection and the foundation of your relationship. Somebody say, Lord, give me grace. To handle my connections. So there's three foundations. The first is this, the people in the relationship. Listen to me. Unhealthy people equal, equal an unhealthy relationship. Stop thinking you're going to have a great relationship with a lying husband. Stop thinking you're going to have a great relationship with a wife that want to be a video girl. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Since y'all ain't talking, we're going to preach hard tonight. Let's go. All right? Stop thinking you're going to have, watch this, a great relationship with somebody that hates your God but say they love you. You cannot possibly love me and you hate my God because the Bible says that God is love. And so if you can't get with my God, there's no way in heaven, hell, or earth you got the ability to love me. And I pray nobody's so thirsty on your road that they think that because somebody's giving them a little attention that that excuses the fact that they don't love God. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I pray that the people on your road aren't so thirsty that they think that because somebody is sending them some pics in text, y'all ain't saying nothing, that that excuses the fact that they don't love God. Unhealthy people equals a what? Unhealthy relationship. You cannot have a great relationship if you do not have great people. Got it? So whatever the quality of the people are, that's going to be the quality of the relationship. So how do I know the health of the person, Bishop? It's very simple. You need to know their past. And this is what's really interesting to me about many people is that here's what you'll say. Well, I didn't really want to know about their past because that don't really matter to me. You, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. I need you to take that Drano back to the store <laughs> that you've been drinking. Look at me. You don't buy a car without a Carfax. I need to know where this car has been so that I'll understand why it's this price. So that I'll understand why it's in this condition. Look at me, you don't buy a house without an appraisal. 
I need to know who bought it, when they bought it, what they did to it, what they changed. Watch me. Uh, you, you, there's nothing that we do. Even when you go to the doctor, if you go to a brand new doctor, they're going to tell me. So tell me about your history. Tell me about your mom's background. Tell me about your father's background. Tell me about your history. In order to assess your health, I need to know your past. Not to condemn you for it, but so that I can understand you. Watch me. And I need to make sure that I'm good with your past. But I can't be good with something that we don't talk about because we are so future-minded. We're not, we're not presently good. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. You need to know who abandoned them, who rejected them, who dropped them. Who do they honor? Who do they dishonor? Who do they respect? Who don't they respect? What's their relationship with their mama? Watch me. Because watch this. However they treat their mama is a glimpse into how they're going to treat you. You ain't saying nothing to me. How do they treat their father? What's the relationship with their father? Are they mad at men? Are they mad at women? Are they angry at families? Are they angry at white people? Are they angry at black people? Are they angry at the world? Are they angry at God? I need to know where you've been because it's telling me where you're going. And I wish you would sit next to somebody that watched me that thought enough about themselves to ask the questions of people that they're connected to. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? You need to know their past, not to condemn them for, but to understand it and to be good with it. You even see this principle with Jesus. In Matthew chapter 10, the Bible says that there are the uh, occupations and even some of the family histories of those that are connected to Jesus, it lists it out. How do they know that information? Because Jesus said, before you in my crew and before you in my circle and before you are a connection, I need to know where you've been. Because watch me, I can't have you in my crew and in my circle and being a connection and I have no clue where you've been. Because if I don't know where you've been, I'll have no idea as to where you're going. And if I don't know where you're going, watch this, I might let you lead me to the wrong place. And for some of you, watch me, you think that you're the leader of the group. I need to tell you, you're actually being influenced by the group. And you better be careful because the Bible says, take heed those who think you stand, lest you fall. Touch your neighbor, say, ask the questions, please. Say it again. Say, ask the questions, please. You need to know about the people in the relationship because that's the foundation. That's the pillar. Like, listen, what y'all share in common is not the foundation. The people are the foundation. Just because y'all both red bones don't mean that's what you share in common. Google it. Here's the second thing in the foundation. It means the lowest load-bearing part. Question, what holds y'all together? Why are you in connection? And guys, this isn't just romantic. This is every relationship type. Why are y'all friends? Why? Is it because you all have the same trauma? Are you bonding with people because y'all share trauma? Y'all both been through the same type of hell, and so that's what your connection became? Because watch me. When you're out of that hell, you'll no longer value that connect. Let's go. This is why some people, when they felt like they had, watched this, graduated beyond certain things, they dropped you. Because the only thing, watch me, the why behind the relationship, watch me, the, the why behind the, uh, uh, or the uh, what holds you together is simply this, is that we had the same drama. And since we ain't got the same drama, going over there with your mama. What holds us together? Everybody open your mouth and say it. Say, what holds us together? These are the questions you got to ask about the people you're in relationship with. Because if you don't know what holds y'all together, you may think it's something, but it's really something else. So you may think it's because they love you. <laughs> and you might be the only one that thinks that. It could be that it ain't just convenient for business right now, but let that refund check hit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It, it, you, you may think it's because of how good looking you are. 
And it might be simply because of what's in your wallet. What holds us together? What is the connection that we have? What, what is it that we connect over? These are serious questions that most people never ask. So you're sitting up eating with people that you've never asked what connects us. Why are we friends? Well, we've been friends since high school. That's not a reason to continue to be friends. Because maybe you keep reminding me of where I've been so I never get to where I'm trying to. Woo, but I wish you would slap somebody next to you a high five. Say, this is going to be my best year ever. Come on, release it. Say, this is going to be my best decade ever. So if you ain't going with me, I need you to get. Get to stepping. Here's the third part of the foundation, the why. Listen to me. You waste time in relationships when you don't have clarity. You waste time in relationships. I can see this is going to be schoolhouse rock tonight. Okay. You waste time in relationships when you don't have clarity. What's the why? And the why is different than why we connect. What is this doing for us? What's this doing for us? Like, like why? Somebody holler why. why? <laughs> I didn't say say it loud. I said holler it. Okay, I can see we're going to have to do this. On the count of three, everybody holler why. One, two. <laughs> On the count of three. I like it to job already, though. I love it. One, two, three. Why? Ask your friend that. For those of you dating, ask who you're dating. For those of you who are married, ask your spouse. And if the answer is, well, because we're married, you have problems. Because if the only reason that we have a why is because we got papers. Ooh. It's got to be deeper than paper. Because paper ain't going to keep her from cheating. Let's go. Paper ain't going to keep them from jumping over the fence. Paper ain't going to keep them from looking over at the other side of the fence. This has got to be deeper than we made vows. Let's go. Why? Why are we friends? Why are we together? Why do we keep going to eat every two weeks and then you leave eating every two weeks and go talk about it with your other friends? Why? 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 Somebody say why. why. So again, here's the foundation. I can see we eating that Kool-Aid tonight. What's the flavor? Red. That's the joke, y'all. Red is the color, not the flavor. The people in the relationship, what holds us together and why? Samson, let's go, shows us how the wrong connections can curse your life. And watch me. And a wrong connection in any relationship type doesn't always mean that the other person is bad. It just means that they're a bad connection for you. Behold. Got some vinegar. Got some oil. Live, laugh, and love. Because some of y'all think that's all it takes to have good relationships. We got love. That's all we need, baby. No, you're going to need some dough, some ray, and some me. You're going to need more than that. So vinegar alone, see, vinegar is good, okay? I put vinegar in this relationship. So this is the new relationship, all right? And remember, this is every relationship type. Say every relationship type. Then I got oil. See, vinegar and oil aren't the same thing. They look similar. They have similar pigmentation. They're both in clear uh, 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 containers, but they're not the same. 
The reason this is so important to understand is because for many people in relationships, the reason that you don't recognize it's a bad connection is because they're not bad. And you just can't say, it's not that they're a bad person. The problem is when y'all try to do things together. Because when there's a little turmoil, there's a little mixing. And for some of you all, the only time you ever connect with certain people is when there's fighting. Is when y'all got an enemy. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Is when y'all got problems. Is when there's drama. Is when something's going on. But you're gonna need more than that. Somebody release this. I'm gonna need more than that. Because when things settle and there's nothing to fight about now, and nothing to fight about. So what ends up happening to people like this? They find stuff to fight about. Because absent turmoil, they have no why. Absent drama, they have no why. Absent issues, they have no why. Absent trouble, they have no why. Touch your neighbor, say, what's your foundation? Say it again. Say, what's your foundation? So, so look what happened to the oil and vinegar. When I first poured it in there, there was a little mixing. Now, you see the separation? Some of you all, this is your friendship. When you all are together, you're not together. You're on your phones. Y'all just at the table together. Some of you all, let's go there. Y'all ready? I, I asked you a question. Are y'all ready? This is your marriage. Y'all are roommates, not married. For some of y'all, this is who you dating. You just known them so long, you don't really want to go through the trouble of learning nobody new. It's like, this is too much work. I don't really want to spend the time to learn nobody new. Like, I already know, they already know, you know, they already know me, know my routine, what I'm going to do. This is too much work. For some of you, you ready? This your family. And the only time y'all get together is when somebody mess with one of y'all and then y'all now got a common enemy. And there's a little shaking and mixing. And then as soon as you ain't got no problem, ah, there they go. Back separate again. There they go. But release this over your life. Say, not this year. Say, not this decade. Say, I need good connections. Say, I need God connections. So Samson is this guy in the Bible. We're going to look at his life real quickly. Samson is this guy in the Bible, and his name means mighty one who serves God. And literally, that's, that's Samson's life. He's a mighty warrior. Samson is a warrior, and Samson is strong. Somebody say, he's strong. But despite his physical strength, it did not make up for his inability to cause good connections to be created. And I need some of you to hear me, is that certain areas of your strength are blinding you to areas of weakness. I'm going to say it again. Certain areas of strength are blinding you to certain areas of weakness. And so what happens consequently is because you're good with money, you think you're good with relationships. Because you like writing love notes, you think you're good at love. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. B because you watch love and hip-hop, you think you know relationships. Let's talk. 
Samson was good at winning victories except at home. Let's go. He was good at winning victory except in relationships, which teaches us two principles. One, I need to make sure that I don't let my strengths blind me to my own weaknesses. That's number one. But number two, watch me, that tells me that God can still use me even though I ain't got it all together. Would you tell somebody next to you and say, God's still going to use you even if you don't have it all together? That's a good place to rejoice because he's not waiting on you to be perfect. He's not waiting on you to have it all together. God says, I'll get, even if you got some stuff like this going on in your life, I'm still going to use you. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, you can use me. Let me check the room real quick. Let me check the room real quick. How many people you know you ain't got it all together and you can give God, watch this, 15 seconds of worship that he still loves you and he still uses you. Go, 15, go, 14, go, 13, come on. Come on, 10, 9, open up your mouth. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Shout yes, Lord. So here it is, Samson. Samson was mighty, but he made bad connections. So let's figure out how he began to do this. Part of it is who he was born to and where he was born. See, Samson was born to Manoah of Zorah. Listen, that means wasps. So in the Bible, not only do I see something naturally, but it's showing me something spiritual. Check it out. Manoah of Zorah. That means wasp. Somebody say wasp. That means since he was a child, Samson was used to getting stung, so that's what he thought relationships were. If it wasn't no pain, Samson didn't think it was a relationship. <laughs> yeah. This is why some of you push away good people because they don't sting you. You push away good folk because they don't treat you like other folks treated you, and you're not used to that. And since you're not used to that, you're like, this is too good to be true. You ain't hit me. You ain't lied on me. You ain't talk crazy to me. Baby, that ain't how it's supposed to be. What the? They've been loyal as a friend. They've been good to me. They didn't show up for everything. They didn't support. Something's wrong. Or maybe you've sown enough good to other people. It's finally time for you to reap some good from people. I wish you would sit next to somebody that said, I've been sowing good to other people in the last year and the last decade. And this year and this decade, it's my reaping season for some people that... Somebody say, it's time for me to reap some good people. Say it again. Say, it's time for me to reap some good folk. You've been loyal to enough people. It's time for somebody to be loyal to you. You didn't bail enough people out. It's time for somebody to bail you out. You didn't gave enough people money. It's time for somebody to show up to your job and say, I don't want nothing. Let me just drop a little change on you. That's because you've been so good to me. Somebody holler, I'm ready to reap some good people. Uh-uh, the Holy Ghost just said this, uh, everybody in this building, everybody online, where if you know you ain't been perfect as a friend, you ain't been perfect in relationships, but you've been good. I need you, watch me, I need you to release such a radical praise that March hears you and starts calling in some good people. On the count of three, let it out. One, two, three, go. Hey. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, I'm ready for some good people. Be seated. He's used to being stung since he was a child. So since he's used to being stung since he was a child, 
since that's what he's used to, hear me and hear me clearly, since that's what he's used to, that's what he expects. This is why you need to know people's past because it's going to explain what they expect from you. Because if they ain't seen nothing but jacked up relationships, they're trying to recreate a jacked up relationship with you. Y'all ain't said nothing to me now. But then watch me. It doesn't just mean wasp. What's the next definition? Parasites. Let's go. He's used to being stung and used. He's used to people using him for what he has. He's used to people using him. Some of you, you're used for your strength. People will, excuse me, I almost said that. People will urinate all over you and tell you it's rain. That's hot. And looks slightly like our props. Y'all ain't said it. He's used to parasites. And the problem with parasites is the Bible says this. A leech has two daughters. Give and give me some more. What's significant, leave it right there. What's significant about that is this. Is that if you are used to people using you, you will begin to think that's all you're good for. Let me help some of you single people. Stop showing up with your bag. Because you keep getting used because you show up and because you want them to want you. You show up and say, look what I can do for you. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. And if you don't say nothing to me, you're going to push me. Okay, you should have said something to me. Some of y'all show up and you start, watch me, single ladies. I'm sick of some of y'all getting played. It's ridiculous. You're too grown for this to be happening to you. You show up, they got your credit, they got your cash, they got your car, they got your... And it's happening to men now, too. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. Since you're going to be quiet, we finna go there for real now. You show up with the list of why I'm good, and then you wonder why you get used. You didn't show up saying, let's have conversation about the future of this connection. You showed up saying, you need some? Let me get that for you, baby. And so now, watch this, you become nothing more than a convenient, watch this, a convenient exit ramp off the highway of life. It's shut up. And so I, I don't know who this is for in the building tonight and who this is for online, but last year was your last year getting played. Shut up. I don't know who I'm talking to. Last year was your last year of people taking advantage of you. Last year was your last year of people using you for what you got. Somebody said, I won't be used this year. Let's go. Say, or this decade. So watch. He's used to being stung and he's used to being used. So now, watch me, he doesn't know, watch, look at me, he doesn't know how to create connections where he's not done one of those two. He literally finds projects. <laughs> he finds projects that are going to use him and sting him. This is what he does his entire life. And I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. You ready? Judges 13.5. Let me show you something about his life. Judges 13.5. Judges 13.5 shows us that because Samson has a calling, he couldn't be careless about his connections. Same thing with you. You can't be careless about who you connect with because somebody open your mouth and say this. Say, I'm called. Mm -mm, you ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, I'm called. For behold, this is uh, the Lord speaking to Samson's father. 
and mother. You shall conceive and bear a son. No razors shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a what? Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to do what? Save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Look at me. Samson had a calling so he couldn't be careless about his connections. Here's what I need you to understand. When you're careless about your connections, it'll make you sacrifice your call. And you got to make a decision. Am I here to please people or am I here to fulfill the call that God sent me to do? And I need everybody to hear me. Everybody holler this and make the enemy mad. Make your haters mad. Make everybody that you could possibly make mad. Everybody open your mouth and say, I'm called. Say, and I'm not dropping it this year. Say, I'm called, and I'm not dropping it this decade. Say, I'm going all the way in that thing. So look, so the problem is he's a strong, mighty man. And that makes him miss, that strength makes him miss the weakness of his ability to pick quality connections. And for some of you, look at me, how many of you, you've had to be super extra strong your whole life? Okay, that's the majority of the room. So here's, here's, here's what I need you to hear, is that if you're not careful, is that your strength you've had to use everywhere, it will make you think that that strength exists in every area of your life. So you will think because you had to be strong and raise the kids by yourself that you know how to make good relationship decisions by yourself. See, you got to be careful. So watch this. So he's got a call. He's got to be careful. Let's look down at Judges 14 and 3. Judges 14 and 3. Here's the first of Samson's bad connections. Somebody say bad. bad. Judges 14, 3. But his father and mother said to him, is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives or from all your people that you must go take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? Stop. Who was Samson supposed to prevail against? The Philistines. Who did he want to get married to? A Philistine. Which means his first pick is poison. Let's talk. Because there's something in you that sometimes is drawn to what's bad for you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Can we talk tonight? Can we have real conversation? Sometimes you can know that's bad for you and still just be drawn to a moth like to the flame. He's supposed to set his people free from the Philistines and Samson ends up, watch me, his first pick is a Philistine woman. You hear? But Samson said to his father, you ready? So his father's like, don't do this. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this, son. But Samson said to his father, get her for me, which is interesting because Samson, your strength physically, you didn't have socially. You couldn't approach her yourself. You sent your mama them. I'm just saying. Somebody say no bad connections this year. Come on. I need the anointing in this room. Say no bad connections this decade. Samson said, get her for me. Watch the line. For she is right in mine eyes. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. In other words, Samson says, she's fine. And look at me. Everybody look at me. Be careful that you make, watch me, that you don't make such quick decisions based on the way something or someone looks on the outside. 
Not just romantic relationships, but friendships. Because you may look at somebody real quick and be like, they dope, they dope, they dope. You literally have looked at them twice. They might not be dope. They might be on dope. And you need to know. I'm not saying judge them. You just need to know. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? For my entrepreneurs and business owners, you got to be careful that you don't look at the first time you look because the deal might look one way and then you look at that thing another way that thing might be a Philistine. And here's what Philistine means. It means an invader. It means a divider, which means, watch this, this Philistine is about to create some division. His first relationship pick is somebody that creates division. You ready? Because he made this decision with his what? His eyes, which means when we're making connections, guys, we cannot make connections based on the way something looks externally because it, watch this, it might be poison. Bleach and water look the same. One will kill you. One will heal you. Are y'all still here? So let's move forward. Let's move forward. Judges 15 and 1. Now, between Judges 14, 3, Judges 15, 1, something very interesting happens. Say something interesting happens. Something very interesting happens because there's this, there's this division that happens. And I want to show it to you. Judges 15 and 1. Look at this. After some days, at the time of the wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat. And he said, I will go into my wife in the chamber. Stop. So Samson has been gone. There's been this disconnect. Between him and his wife, so much so that he is gone and he returns home. He returns home with a gift which tells you the nature of how the disconnect happened. Because you only come home with the gift. Let's talk. If you're coming home with a gift, Samson, that means there suggests that there's some type of disconnect. There's something going on. And perhaps her love language is gifts. And so you getting her a gift is trying to butter that bread. You ready? Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat, and he said, I'm going to go into my wife in the chamber. Notice the nature of the relationship. The nature of the relationship is not like I love her. It's not like I miss her. It's not like, you know, any of those things. The only thing Samson is concerned about doing, it's on the screen. I need you to please read it. I will what? Everybody open your mouth and read it. I will what? All right. All right. I, I need y'all to come on. This ain't coming out of my time. This is coming out of your time. The only thing Samson could think of when he thought of her wasn't love. Which means, watch me, he didn't. He just wanted to lay with her. Let's go back to last Wednesday. Sex is not love. But the only thing Samson saw she was good for. Lay your hands on yourself say, I will not be used this year. Say, I will not be used this decade. Say it again. Say, I will not be used this year. I will not be used this decade. He said, Samson said, the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go in here and we're going to get it on. Watch me. In the chamber. 
In other words, there's nothing romantic about this. Because this ain't romance. I don't love her. I'm just married to her. There are some friendships where you love them. They see you as a good meal on Friday night. And they know you're going to pay. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Can, we any, can anybody in the building, anybody online, can you think of a time where in your mind it was one thing, but when you look back over it, clearly in their mind it was something else? But somebody say, not this year? Saying, not this decade. Let's go. Look at verse 2. And her father said, y'all ready for this? Verse 2. And her father said, I really thought that you utterly hated her. Which means everybody can see what's going on with them but them. I pray that everybody else don't know what's going on but you. Sometimes relationships are over and the people in them are the only ones that don't know it. Because everybody else can see where it stands. Oh, everybody open your mouth and say, Lord, get my discernment on another level. Come on, y'all say it with me. Say, Lord, get my discernment on fleet. Get it on fleet. I need to be able to know exactly what it is so I don't waste my time, so I don't waste my energy, so I don't waste my money. And I can bless them rather than curse them because we didn't connect. He says, I really thought you utterly hated her. So I gave it to your companion. If y'all read this Bible, you ain't even got to get on social media. Just read your Bible. Like, For those of you who used to watch the stories, this has got so much more than the stories. This has got so much more than the hospital because it comes from the guiding light. Y'all ready? So I gave her to your companion. Is she not her younger sister more beautiful? Is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? He said, ain't her sister more fine than her? Take her sister. Stop. Which shows you just how little they thought of the relationship. Because they didn't hesitate to offer him up a cheat. Be careful that the people around you aren't corroding your good connections. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Because some of y'all got, watch me, you got people in your ear that are corroding your good connections. And the reason they're corroding your good connections, because remember where they come from, wasps and parasites. They come from getting stung and getting used. So his father doesn't even have a construct of this type of relationship because his father ain't never had a good one himself. And you got to be careful that you're not taking advice from people who ain't got nothing to show. Touch your neighbor, stop listening. Tell them, say, stop listening to people with no fruit. Uh-uh. Because some of y'all, I'm just getting advice from people. You don't need to be taking advice from people. You need to be getting what the word says. Because just because somebody been together for 20 years don't mean they've been happy. It don't mean it's been successful. It doesn't mean it's good. Somebody holler, I need the word. So watch. He said, I thought you hated her. Isn't her sister more good looking than her? Take her. This shows you how little of a relationship and how little the strength of relationship is, which takes us further. Because now Samson is dealing with some hurt and pain. I don't have time to get into it. If you read the rest of chapter 15, you'll see it. So Samson, he has this connection 
is now disconnected. But the reality is Samson, stay with me, church. Samson never took the time to heal. He quickly rushes into something else. Hmm. He never takes the time to say, what was it about me that only used her for her body? So much so that my daddy would say, just take a sister. Because their father know exactly what's going on with his son. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He says, take her instead. Y'all here? Y'all ain't talking to me. Well, you need to be good and talk. Judges 16.1. <laughs> Y'all ready? After you have a bad breakup in pop culture, they say you enter a phase. Everybody look at me. Come on. Can we, have, can we be real? Guys, I need to bust this up because there's a religious spirit in here. Let me bust this up. Let me bust this up because it's too tight. It's too tight. It's too tight. It's too tight. Let's bust this up. T -t just, just, just release this over yourself. Say your first name. Say, be real tonight so you can get healed tonight. Now, for everybody that expects to leave this place in the next 10 minutes better than you walked in here, I need you to just give God five seconds of worship. Go right there. Five. Four. Three. Come on. Two. Say, Lord, I'll be real tonight so I can heal tonight. So after a bad breakup, they say in pop culture, you enter into what's known as a... Uh, uh, Y'all said it. A little loose phase. You get real friendly with the saints. Friendly with the saints is code for whoremongling. All right? It's in the Bible. I ain't judging nobody. But I just want to show you something. Can I show you something? So Samson has this whole thing that goes on. His daddy like, no, don't mess with her, all of this. It's this whole debacle that goes on. Samson's now, he's wounded, and he's wounded, and he's weak. Mm. He's wounded, and he's weak. Let's go. He's wounded, and he's weak, and his physical strength keeps making up for his, watch this, emotional weakness. And see, some of y'all watch me. You, you, uh, please hear me. Let me say it again. You got to be careful that your strength in one area doesn't make you ignore your weaknesses in another area. Y'all ready? So Judges 16.4. You ready? Uh, or excuse me, Judges 16.1. Let's go 16.1. Samson went to Gaza. Here go his uh, uh, friendly with the saints time. It's his loose phase. It's his out all night phase. It's his, you know. Just release this over your row. Say, ain't none of us in this phase. Release it. And even if that ain't true, call things to be not as though they were. Let's be real, church, so we can be healed. No judgment in this room, but I, watch me. I'd be an irresponsible pastor if I didn't teach you the truth. And I'm not going to stand in front of God and get an F. Oh, no. I don't do Fs. Let's go. Samson went to Gaza. And there he saw a prostitute. What happened after he got hurt? He dropped his standards. 
What happened after he got hurt? He dropped his values. What happened after he got hurt? Samson just wanted a release. Let's go. What happened after he got hurt? Come on. I know they shouting in Atlanta. <laughs> Samson sees a prostitute. Um, notice it doesn't give her a name. It doesn't give her a name because Samson didn't even care what her name was. And you have to be careful, watch me, that after you've had a bad connection, it doesn't send you into a crazy connection. Come on, everybody open your mouth. Say, no crazy this year. Say, no crazy this decade. A bad connection then took him into a crazy connection. Because in this crazy connection, he doesn't care what her name is. He doesn't care where she's from. Samson is just like, listen, let's go. Come on. And some of you have done this in friendships. Because you just wanted somebody to have to talk to. That you didn't pay attention to the fact that even when you get off the phone with that person, you felt like you didn't drop down about four or five levels. Let's talk. Even when you finish interacting with that person, you feel like you didn't drop your value. But I need you to know, watch me, you are not just some valueless bump on a log. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the history maker in your bloodline. I need you to know you ain't sitting next to no chump change. You're sitting next to somebody that's about to change the world. You're sitting next to somebody with a call on their life. So they got to be careful about the connections that they make. So he's not careful with this connection. So when he lays down with her, what did we learn last week? He laid down with everybody that laid down with her. So now we understand why when he gets to this next connection, he's so careless. Because Samson just laid down with her. But what did we learn last week? When you lay down with someone, you're laying down with everybody they've laid down with. So now watch this. You've made yourself one with everything that was them. So now you're one with, watch this, every soul they've been with. Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. You're one with every spirit they've been with. Your subconscious mind. So no wonder it's so difficult for you to make sound decisions. Because it's not you. It's about 400 of y'all in there trying to make decisions. So even though Samson's strong physically, Samson cannot stand up to this third, this third bad connection. You ready? You ready? This third bad connection, um, this one's pretty interesting because this is, this is like he goes from bad to crazy to cray-cray. Because this last one don't make no sense. Can I show you? In, Je in Judges 16 and 4. Uh, in Judges 16 and 4. It says, after this, y'all ready? He loved a woman. Stop. Never says she loved him back. Because she didn't. So what happens when we get mad and angry with some people sometimes? It's because we gave them all of us. And they won't give you none of them. And when you do not pay attention to it, remember the three principles of foundation. Got it? When you don't pay attention to it, Samson didn't ask her no questions. All he had to do is say, hey, uh, Delilah, that's her name. What's your name mean? What does that mean? What's your past? Where you been? Here's what they wouldn't have been able to say. They wouldn't have been able to say this. She would have been able to say, well, Samson, my name means one who weakens or makes poor. You know what Samson could have did? 
It's been a wonderful time meeting you. This has been an amazing lunch. So can we see each other again? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 Don't call. Don't text. Don't direct. Matter of fact, don't, uh, don't forget my face. Men in black, you can't even see me no more. Close your eyes. Let me. <laughs> and where did he love her? In the valley. Which means when he's in a low place, he founds a low down, dirty girl. And they called her Dirty Delilah. And look at me, she wasn't dirty because she made mistakes. She was dirty because she was a deceiver. You didn't love that man. You knew that you didn't love that man, but you still took advantage of that man. Y'all ready? Can we go further? Can we go further? All right, so let's, let's go to verse 5. We're going to look at verse 5 and 6, and then I got to close this up. Y'all learning? We growing? Say love and connection. And the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, what group of people did we learn Samson was called to defeat? The Philistines. And the Lord of the Philistines came to her and said to her, seduce him so we can see where his what? Strength lies. And by what means we may what? Overpower him that we can bind him up to humble him and we will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Be careful for people who opportunity controls their loyalty. I'm going to run that back. Be careful for people who opportunity controls their loyalty. Because the moment they get a higher bidder, they out the door. And I pray that the people in, in your life, in this year and in this decade, are people that aren't controlled by money. They aren't controlled by opportunity. They aren't controlled by stages. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Somebody say, Lord, send me some loyal people. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, Lord, send me some loyal people. They said, we're going to give you 1,100 pieces of silver. 1,100 pieces. I mean, that's more than they offered. That's more than they offered. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Now, don't be embarrassing me out here in front of all these people. So these Android users start thinking that something's better with their whack phones. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just messing. I don't want to talk about it. All right. They're like some Christians. I just want to talk about it. All right. All right. Let's go, to, let's go to the next couple of verses so y'all can see what begins to happen. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me where your great strength lies and how you're going to be bound so somebody can subdue you. I, listen, you don't have to go to college. You don't even have to graduate high school. Like, th this is, you know, third, fourth grade maybe. If somebody comes to you and says, now tell me your social security number and your date of birth. Do you know your FICO score? Do you know it? Okay. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Their questions are revealing their motives. Start paying attention to what people are asking you because that's revealing what they really want from you. Let's go. Touch your neighbor say, listen to what they asked you. Let's go. Let's keep going. Go. That, that one could subdue you. Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bro strings that have been dried, I shall become weak like any other man. Stop! Samson, your strength has made you arrogant. 
Watch me. Everybody look at me. Be careful that you don't answer a snake. They don't discriminate in how they bite. Some of you think because you've been good to certain people that watch this, they ain't going to do to you what they do to other people. And I, I need some of y'all to hear me. I don't know who it is, but there's four of you in this building where you think you in control of that situation. You are not. You are dealing with a force that's beyond something you know how to handle. And you better be careful because the way they treated somebody else, that snake's about to turn around and bite you. But I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, but I'm praying for you right now that you catch that snake before it bites you. Let's go. Come on. Come on. It says, then the Lord of the Philistines brought up seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dry, and she bound him with them. Come on, let's go. And she bound him with them. Here's the next part of the verse. Now she had men lying in ambush and in her chamber. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. He snapped the blowstrings as a thread of flex snaps when it touches the fire. So the secret of his strength was that known. I have so many problems with what just happened, but I'm not going to go into them except to say, Samson, what more did you need to see? All right, all right, everybody open your mouth. Say, Lord, help me see clearly what I've already seen. Because you got to be careful you're not giving people the benefit of the doubt that don't bring benefit. Let's go. Let's go. Let me just show you one more part. Come on. Then Delilah said to Samson, behold, you mock me. Listen to her. And you told me lies. Please tell me how you might be bound. Samson. Sam. Green eggs and ham. Sam. I am. What are we still talking about? Can, can, can I be very real with y'all for just about 14 seconds? One of the most um, unique things as a pastor is to have to counsel people through things that they do not want to consider. It's to have to walk with people through stuff that they don't want to admit they're walking through. So what's happening is this conversation, she's literally, watch me, she's projecting onto him what she did to him, which tells us she's a narcissistic sociopath. Be careful. Ooh, be careful because they go to church too. Be careful because they might be in your bloodline too. Be careful. They might have rode here with you. Be careful. Next verse. Let's go. And he said to her, if they buy me with new ropes that haven't been used, I'll be meek like any other man. Let's go. So he keeps playing this game with her. He plays this game because he thinks he's in control. And this is dangerous in connection where you think you're playing somebody. Be because most of the times you're getting played. I'm not just talking about dating. I'm talking about even in friendships. You think, nah, I just did that because, you know, I don't really like them. But they just was get you getting used. You think you use and you getting used yourself. So don't sow what you don't want to reap. The Philistines are upon you, Samson. The men are lying in ambush in the inner chamber, but he snapped the ropes of the arms like a thread. <laughs> Look at this. Then the Lord said to Samson, until now you've mocked me, told me lies. Tell me how you're going to be bound. And he said to her, if you weave seven locks in my head with the web and fasten the tight pin, then I'll become weak like any other man. Let's go. So uh, while he slept, Delilah took seven locks of his head and wove them to the web. Now, he must be a heavy sleeper. Because I sense anything. Move. Ah, what, what is that? Some of y'all figure out what that is. Then she said, the Philistines are upon you. He got up from his sleep, pulled away from the pit and the loom and the web. Look at this. 
And she said to him, how can you say I love you? Stop. Say projection. Bad connections always project and deflect. They never own anything. They're not going to own that. So will you admit that you lied? No, I won't admit that I lied. Well, I will admit. <laughs> I literally have you right here on video lying and a signed affidavit with your name and social security number and signature saying you know you lied. We just see it differently. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Watch me. How can you say I love you? Notice what Delilah never said back. You know what I love about her? Is, is, that, is that even though she was a lie, and even though she was a narcissist, self-obsessed, even though she was a sociopath, didn't care about how what she was doing was hurting him, even though she was all these things, you know, what I, you know what I can respect about her game? She never said to him, I love you, Samson. Samson was so hurt, he ignored the fact that he was with a woman that didn't love him. This is real tonight, y'all. I ain't heard a Wednesday this quiet in a long time. He says, and uh, you mocked me these three times, Samson. Your heart ain't with me. You haven't told me where your strength lies. No, at no time does Samson ask the question. Everybody say, ask questions. At no point does he go back to the foundation. You ready? Because Y'all want to know why? Because the Bible, her introduction is his love of her. The Bible introduces her as a woman he loves, which means he chose to love her before he knew her. Shut up. I don't mean it literally as a principle. He decided that's going to be mine before you ever took her to wine and dine to see whether or not she qualified for that seat. You decided this is going to be my BFF before you ever figured out whether or not they could hold water. Whew, I need you to keep playing. How can you say I love you when your heart isn't with me? Samson didn't ask the questions. He didn't build the foundation. So he never looked at the person she was. He never looked at what holds us together. He never asked the why. Delilah, why do you keep asking me this? Delilah, if you love me, why do you want the people I'm called to conquer to harm me? Delilah, why is it I have to beg you to be loyal to me? Delilah, why do I have to ask you to treat me right? Delilah, why do I have to send you songs on the voicemail to communicate because I can't talk with regular words? Let's just take a moment. Everybody just worship God for three seconds because it's a lot. Everybody worship God. Lift your hands and worship God. Come on. Lift your hands and worship him. Tell him he's good. Tell him he's awesome. Tell him he's mighty. And say, Lord, I'm going to have great relationships this year. Come on, say it. Come on. Great, say, I'm going to have great relationships this quarter. Come on, everybody say it. Come on. All right, let's finish it. Um, he doesn't build a foundation. So because there's no foundation, what does the Bible say? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? What is he going to do? Because he has no foundation. And sex isn't a foundation. Sleeping together ain't a foundation. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me now. Sexting ain't a foundation. 
Let's just be real. Some of y'all still in Delilah relationships because of sex. Three times. How many times? Three. The Bible says, out of mouth of two or three, let a thing be established. So God, God rescued Samson from the purse, rescued Samson from the prostitute. This time he said, I'm not doing it, Samson. I've given you three clear pieces of evidence that she's not with you. So if you do this, Samson, you're going to, watch me, you're going to crush your call. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, my life is bigger than a connection. <laughs> Say, it's a calling. Come on. All right, let's finish this. Go to the next verse. And when she pressed him hard with her words, day. Come on, y'all talk to me. And urged him. His soul was vexed to death. Let me take this time to parenthetically insert. Hear me, married men. There's a difference between nagging and requesting leadership. There is a difference between nagging and requesting leadership. This is nagging. For many of you, your wives aren't nagging. They're requesting, please lead. Where are we going? What are we doing? So the reason I keep bringing up what you won't talk about is because you asked me to let you lead. Now I need you to lead. Let's go. So I speak strength into every husband in this building and every husband online that you would have the grace and the fortitude to lead. You would have the grace and the strength to lead your family and to cover your family. I need everybody to release a praise for every husband in the building. Go. All right, let's finish. And his soul was vexed to death. Go to the next verse. Come on, let's finish. And he told her all his heart, stop. She ain't gave you none of her heart. Touch your neighbor and say, if it ain't equal, it ain't happening. Ooh, come on. Touch your neighbor and say, if it ain't equal, it ain't happening. No more one-sided relationships where you doing all of it, they doing none of it, but they still benefit. Uh-uh. Somebody say, not this year. Say, not this decade. He told her all his heart and said to her, razors never come upon my head, for I've been a Nazarite to God. So wait a minute. Y'all just having these conversations? Which means they didn't build the. Why is she just finding out you're a Nazarite? How's she just finding out where you're from? You still ain't asked her where she's from. Which means all y'all relationship consists of is physical activity. Y'all ain't talking. I've been a Nazarite from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me and I should become weak like any other man. Go to the next part. When Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, how'd she know that was all his heart? Because one who weakens or makes poor studies their prey. And knows when you poured it all out. But I pray this year in this decade, you only pour it out to the right people. Not just romantic, but friendships, family, any, any business, whatever it is. Say, I'm only pouring to the right people this year. Because see, some of y'all will look at that and say, see, that's why I don't trust nobody. You can't live like that. You were created to pour. When water isn't poured, it's stagnant, and stagnant water stinks. You were created. Somebody was created to hear you. Somebody say, I have to pour. 
and called the lords of Philistine, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all that is in his heart. The lords of Philistine came up uh, to her and brought, them, uh, brought their money in his hand. This time they had money. Watch. Let's go. She made him sleep on her knees. Stop. Stop. Samson, how you all like this here? <laughs> and you cut it all up on it like this here. Touch your neighbor said, that don't even make sense. So he's, he lays her head on her knees. Because here's the truth. What Samson really wanted was somebody he could trust. Look at me, with him. For some of you, you don't have trust issues. You just don't trust people with you. You hear me? You're like, no, I trust them. No, I love people. I love. I just don't trust them with me. Samson just wanted somebody he could just be vulnerable like this and it'd be okay. Can we be honest? We all want friendships like that, relationships like that, family and that. We all want to just be able to just cry, holler, snot, scream. Wipe it up and say, let's go. Let's make it happen. Those types of people are coming to your life this year and this decade. Please, everybody, release a worship right there for this year and this decade. Everybody right there, say, yes, Lord. Look, and she called a man and made him shave off the seven locks of his hair. And she began to torment him, and his strength left him. She tormented him. Look at me. For some of y'all, the very people... The very people that, watch me, you Samsoned with, like, I can be vulnerable with them. The moment, look at me, please, because some of y'all about to get your strength back. It ain't everybody, but it's somebody in this room. It's in this room. The very people that he was, or the very woman he was vulnerable with, what'd she do? She tormented him. So she's taunting him. What you going to do now? Who going to want you now? Where you going to go now? How you going to get this figured out now? Who going to take you to work now? How is this going to happen now? Who's going to want you if they know all your business now? Let's go, y'all. But watch this. I need to release this for some of y'all. Who's been tormenting you? That table's about to turn. This ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. Somebody said the table's about to turn. Come on. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. Let's go. Come on, next verse. Come on, next verse. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sat and called the lords of the Philistines. said, come up again. He's told me, the lords of the Philistines came up and brought the money. Thank you. Just need you to go to the next verse for me, please. Go to the next verse. Somebody say, it's in that next verse. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep. Which is deep, because when she tormented him, he wasn't woke. I don't even have time. I don't have time. I will go out as other times. Look at me. Because some of y'all keep making bad connections. And you keep saying, it'll be just like last time. I'll get over it. But this time, he didn't know the Lord left him. 
Let's go. And the Philistine seized him, gouged out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza, and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ground at the meal in the prison. Touch the neighbor and say, it looked bad for him. Say, he couldn't see a good future. And I got to close this message because I'm way over time. But for somebody in the building and somebody online, watch this. One of them connections that have hurt you have gouged out your ability to see that there is going to be a good future. Have you thinking this is your end? It's never going to get better. You're never going to find good friends. You're never going to find good relationship. You're never going to have a good family. But I need you to open up your mouth and say this. Say the devil is a lie. Come on, Wednesday. Say it like you mean to say the devil is a lie. Go to the next verse. It says this. It says this in the next verse. It says, uh, but the hair, let's go, of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Somebody say his strength started coming back. And for everybody in here where you done dealt with some stuff that, watch this, knocked some life out of you. Let's talk. Everybody in here, well, you've dealt with some anxiety and you've dealt with some depression and you've dealt with some stuff that tried to knock you down and take your strength. I need you to hear me and hear me clearly. I need everybody to say this. Say, but my strength's coming back. Say, my strength is coming back. Say, it's starting to grow again. Say it. Say, it's starting to grow again. Say it. Say, it's starting to grow again. It's starting to grow again. Next verse. Watch. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered off a great sacrifice. They gone their God to rejoice. And they said, our God has given Samson into our hands. The enemy thought they won. But they didn't realize Samson's strength started to. His strength started to. Next verse. It says, and when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, God gave our enemy to our hand, the ravager of our country who has killed many of us. And it says. And when and their hearts were merry, they call, said, call Samson, let him entertain us. T touch your neighbor and say, you ain't going to be the joke this year. Say, <laughs> so you won't be the joke this decade. Tell them. <laughs> so they called Samson out of the prison and he entertained them. They made him stand between the pillars. Next verse. And Samson said to the young man who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars on which the house rests that I may lean against them. Watch this next part. Now the house was full of men and women of the lords of the Philistine. They were on the roof about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson entertained. They thought this was going to be his end. Tell somebody next to you, say, but it's about to turn for you. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord God, here's the verse I'm done preaching. Please remember me and please strengthen me only this once, oh God, that I might be avenged on the Philistine for my two eyes. Somebody said, All I need is one more shot. Come on, Wizzy. Open your mouth and say it. Say, all I need is one more opportunity, is one more chance. And say, this year, this is that chance. This is that opportunity. Open up your mouth and give God glory in this building, church. Do it online. One more opportunity. One more chance. One more opportunity. One more chance. And somebody say, say, this is it. Say it again. 
Say it so that you feel that thing deep inside you. Say, this is it. I don't care what happened in 19. I don't care what happened in January. But just make this declaration. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.